Mama. I'm so glad you're back here today. Today is our last episode for now on our series of boundaries. For the past four episodes, we've been talking about all things boundaries and what it looks like to have healthy boundaries and went into with our kids and our families and uh, social media, all the things. So if you miss those, I highly encourage you to go back and check those out. Today, I just really felt the need to talk about boundaries in the light of the Bible. You know, the world takes these ideas that God has and kind of skews them a little way so that you think you're still following God's plan, God, what God is asking, but the world takes it on this different route. And so I just want to be super clear on some stuff about what healthy boundaries is, what is, isn't, what the Bible says. We're going to be going through a bunch of verses today. I'm really excited about it. So I, I think this is the most crucial episode on boundaries that we even have. And I'm so excited to jump into it with you today. Now, before we jump in, just a reminder, make sure you are in the Facebook group. It's such a great place, and I am actually working on something really exciting for you ladies, and the Facebook group is going to be the first place that I share about it. The The first, I won't give you details today, but the first time around is going to be really limited, so make sure you're in the Facebook group so you can hear the announcement first and be ready for what I'm creating for you right now. And it's just such a great place to be surrounded by other women that are struggling with the same stuff, walking through the same things, and a safe place to talk about it together. You can find the group at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Morning Mama Facebook group. Okay, I hope to see your face there. And I'm excited. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. mama. So let's jump in. So I, yeah, I felt just the Holy Spirit leading me to create this episode because I think we have to be really careful with this topic of boundaries. We can take it too far. Like we're talking about the world tells us to walk in a certain way. And if we're not really careful about aligning our mindsets and our beliefs with the word of God, then we're going to do it the way the world says we should do, which is not what we want to do. So Yes, boundaries are good. Boundaries are healthy. God has boundaries because, right, we are not God. So therefore, that is a boundary. Uh, And so they are good and God wants us to have them. But we also, and this is the part the world does not want us to do, we have to remember we are also called to pick up our cross. And if you imagine like picking up a cross, like there's nothing pretty about that. That's like that hurts. It's heavy. There's splinters probably on it. This it's, it's ugly. 
It is a huge sacrifice. Like if we think about Jesus doing this, he is the son of God. He is God. He picked up this ugly, heavy, nasty cross and then and then died on it. Not even going to go there yet. But like just the, the, the fact of carrying the cross, like if, if we were to do boundaries the way the world tells us to do it, like Jesus would have been like, ah, no, I'm not, <laughs> not going to carry this not going to die on this. I I have boundaries. I will not allow this, right? You know, he is God. Like, you know, if you even just imagine like a king, an earthly king or, or an earthly president, because most of you live in the U.S., imagine our president being asked to carry this nasty cross, this heavy, burdensome, like there's no way that he or she would ever do that. Unless it was like some kind of political stunt. But probably that even wouldn't happen because it would be perceived not how they would want. They would look weak. They would look, uh, you know, not in this place of honor and strength. And yet our king, our God, the creator of the universe, humbled himself and carried this cross. And we are called to do the same. We are called to walk in the way of Jesus. Matthew 16, 24 says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. This is not the way of the world. The world would tell us, no, focus on saving your life. Focus on your boundaries. Focus on self-preservation and making sure that you have everything you need. You are completely content, completely comfortable. You don't give your life to others. You, you hold tightly to that life. You have those strong boundaries, right? So we have to be careful because the way of the world is not the way of Jesus. And, and I'm talking about this because I myself get sucked into this. It's so easy to hear something that the world is saying and think like, yeah, that makes sense. That, that sounds right. And it's just these tiny little twists where they, they take this principle of God and skew it. And if we follow that, it's, it's like, have you ever heard that example of, you know, if the trajectory of an arrow is just like a, a fraction of a degree off, you're aiming for something that's like miles away. If the trajectory of that arrow is just a fraction off, think of the difference as that arrow goes down that path. Think of how far it's going to end up from its actual destination, right? Because as it travels, it gets farther and farther and farther away. And so that's the same with our lives. If we don't have the trajectory of our life completely in line with biblical truth, you know, it might be something small now, but, you know, miles down the road, years down the road, we're going to end up in the completely wrong place. So as we're setting these boundaries, we have to make sure that we are doing it in the light of the Holy Spirit, in the light of biblical truth. We have to allow God to speak to us and guide us as we're setting boundaries. Because yeah, we don't want people to just to walk all over us, take what they want, that we don't say no to things that aren't for us. Because it's, you know, it, you have to have boundaries. Like if you just say yes to everything, then you're not going to have time or focus to really do well the things that God is calling you to do. If you're just saying yes to anything that comes around or allowing people 
people to steal your your time or your space or whatever it is. Maybe God has something different for you. And maybe you're trying to hold it in your hand, but you have eight other things that aren't meant to be in your hand that you need to let go of in order to really foster well the thing that God is calling you to. So we're not saying boundaries are not good. You know, we just went through this, but I just want to remind you, like, in the light of this, boundaries are still good. Boundaries are of God. God wants you to have strong, healthy boundaries. But as we figure out what those healthy boundaries are, we have to lean into the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to talk today about just some things that I've heard in our culture these days. I've heard come up that are kind of common ways that people, I believe, get this wrong. But whatever it is that you are struggling with, like, where do I set this boundary? Make sure you spend time in prayer. Ask God. He wants to show you. Dig into your Bible. God speaks to you through that. And there are so many, as I was researching this topic and these different points I wanted to to talk about, there are so many good verses about what God calls us to in the context of healthy boundaries. Because boundaries also... They don't just mean saying no to things. They mean saying yes to things. And so we're going to talk about some of those things that God is calling us to say yes to and to protect with a healthy boundary, saying like, no, nothing's going to stop me from this because this is what God is calling me to. And so I have to say no to other things that might threaten this. So let me let me jump into a, the first one, which is very common these days. In the era after COVID especially, I see this everywhere. And I am so passionate about it. God is calling us as Christ followers. If you don't know Jesus, you are welcome in this space. You do not. That is not a prerequisite for being here. But as you know, I'm pretty passionate on the topic. But if you believe in Jesus, if you are a Christ follower, then God is calling you to be planted in a local church. Now, there's all this controversy these days, really the this lie from the world that's seeping into Christian culture, that we don't have to—the church is not a building. And it's true to some extent. Like, you are the church. You are part of the body of Christ. Like, the church is not actually the building. But if we go to Hebrews 10, 24, and 25—are right, you ready? It says, And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works— not neglecting to meet together as, as it is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Now, I don't know about you, but our world just keeps getting crazier and crazier. And so if we're talking about the day drawing near, the day when Jesus returns to this earth, I mean, I don't know if, I don't think it's tomorrow, but I think we are headed in that direction. I mean, we've always been headed in that direction, but the world is just so clearly getting crazier and crazier. So do not neglect to meet together. You have to meet together. And so that that usually means there's some building involved, right? I mean, there's nothing wrong with church outside, but to meet together, most likely you're going to want some form of a building. So that is, it's just so clear in the Bible. And I have a whole episode on this. My pastor, Megan Robinson, was my first guest ever on this podcast. And I think it's episode eight or something. I highly recommend going back and listening to that. If you're struggling with the concept of church, or if you've been hurt by the church, or if you don't know if you believe in attending a church, she goes far more in depth into it. But to me, this is super clear. We are not meant to neglect meeting together. 
So this is an example of a boundary that God wants you to say yes to, to set a perimeter, a boundary around making it to church weekly. Now, this does not mean that if you miss church, God loves you any less. It does not mean that if you don't do this, you're not a Christian. The only requirement to following Jesus is saying yes to him asking him to forgive us. So your salvation is not on the line, but God is so clearly calling us to be part of a church. So if you are not attending a church regularly and you feel like it's a boundary that you have set, like, I just don't have enough time. I I just am not around enough. You know, there's so many things in my life. I can just even watch it online, calling anyone out right now. Online is not the same as in person. There's something that happens when we gather and God shows off. If you look through all the stories in the Old Testament, when God's people gathered, he showed off. And that is still true today. Now, I'm getting off because I'm very passionate about this topic. But my my main point is that you need to set a boundary around attending church. Now, there's going to be exceptions, and that is okay. It's okay to go on trips. You don't have to make it this religious thing where you cannot ever miss a Sunday. But what I'm saying is to make that the exception and not the rule so that you're not not missing every week. You're not missing more than you're attending. And you're going to need to set other boundaries to make this a priority. And we'll talk about that more in a second. So the second boundary that God wants you to set is to serve in church. So this means sacrificing your time, jumping on a team, and helping out. The church is the expression of who Jesus is to the world. And so it is part of our job to—we are part of the body. We bring an essential gift in being part of the body. And so imagine if part of your body was just missing, like it's, you know, even a toe, you're not going to be able to walk. You're not going to be able to stand well. You're going to be in pain. You're going to be off balance. Your body is not going to function as it should. And so when someone in the body of Christ is not using their gifts, is not functioning in the space that God created them to, the whole body is affected. And the whole body is a representation to others of who Jesus is. This comes from Romans 12, 4 through 6. Talks about it other parts as well, other parts of the Bible, but this is such a good one. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one altogether, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. You are an essential part of your local church. You bring something that no one else brings. And when you don't show up and you don't sacrifice your time, the body is hurting. So if you, maybe this is a boundary you have set, you felt like it was healthy, like, well, I don't have time in this season and I just can't serve. Now, I do want to say for a minute, sometimes there are seasons of not serving. Like, for example, after I have a baby, I usually take a few months not to serve. But again, this needs to be the exception, not the rule. That really, so far in my life, is the only time that I have taken off from serving, or at least in recent years. If you say that, well, I travel too much, or my kids are just too busy, or you know, whatever that excuse is, I, I really believe it's that. Am I being too harsh here? I, I just believe 
that when we show up, you know, we get to be that example of Jesus. We get to be part of that amazing body. But you know what? God also, when we are faithful, God blesses us. And so you serving is going to bless you more than it's probably going to bless anyone else. And so I'm being so harsh and fiery because I just really believe, like, if we're talking about healing, if we're talking about having these healthy lives, this is part of God's plan. I believe this is part of what God has set out as this healthy plan for living. And so when we abandon these parts, then we're not going to have the fullness of what God has for us. So that's why I'm being so strong. It's not trying to be judgmental. It's not trying to be legalistic. This is just what I believe is the best plan for you. So if you are always gone on a Sunday, then maybe you need to travel a little bit less and be home more. Maybe you need to shift around your travel plans. Maybe if your kids are always in extracurricular activities, you feel like you don't have time to serve, then maybe there's too many that they're doing. I don't know. I believe that serving in a local church is part of God's plan and that is a boundary that he wants you to say yes to. Okay, another part of God's plan for boundaries in your life is to be involved in church. So, you know, serving, you do get to know people and there are those moments you can build those friendships, but making sure that you are going deeper. So if your church has small groups, making that a priority. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man or woman sharpens another. I don't know about you, but I need to be sharpened. Like I, I need that in my life. And so if we don't have those people that are close enough to know our stuff, we're not going to get sharpened. And another one, James 5, 16, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Whoa, we're talking about healing here, right? We've got to do that in community. And as much as I love my Facebook community, it's not enough. You need in-person community that knows your stuff. You're confessing your sins to them. We all have them. We've got to talk about it. You're coming together. You're praying for each other. And that is where healing comes from. So this is a boundary in your life that God wants you to say yes to. And yes, all of this that I just talked about takes sacrifice. It takes your time. It takes your energy. I mean, I get it. Like connect groups are usually on like a weeknight for us. And I don't want to go. I'm exhausted. I just want to be at home. But as soon as I get there, I'm like, all right, God, yep, this is what I need. I get it. Okay. And I mean, what's the alternative? Sitting and watching Netflix, sitting and working. Like, we need to be sharpened by one another. We need people to know our junk. We all have it. Okay, another boundary that God wants you to have, and this is kind of said in a backwards way, but this is a cultural value at my church, and I just think it's so key. I think I've mentioned it before, but it's just helped me reframe things so much. So, and by the way, if you are in Orange County, California, come check out the Movement Church. I love our church. We're, it's the best. But one of our cultural values is to embrace pressure. Ooh, like we're always talking about, I'm so stressed, all this stress, I got to avoid stress. But the thing is, we don't want to allow pressure to turn into stress. Because yes, yeah, stress is bad for our bodies, bad, bad for everything. God does not want that for us. But pressure is good. Pressure is what refines us and equips us. 
Going to my favorite verse and least favorite verse of all time, James 1, 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let your steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. Count it all joy, mama, all joy. Yeah, it's like the best and the worst, right? But there it is. That is pressure that is helping us to grow, to become more perfect and complete. Like, I want to, I want that. The world would tell us that pressure means you should back out. They, they equate pressure to stress, and it means that you shouldn't have that in your life. It means you're doing something wrong. It means your boundaries are being crossed. But no, like, we are called to step into the hard stuff, to step into this refinement, and that is how we grow. Now, with that, I do want to add on, you know, God also says in Matthew eleven thirty, my burden is light, my yoke is easy. So God does not want that stress or that overwhelm in your life. And so really, this is a place where you really need to lean into the voice of the Holy Spirit the direction that God is calling you to because you don't want to take on so much that it is a heavy burden because that isn't meant for you either, sister. Like God has a light, easy yoke for you to carry. But sometimes what that means is that he is going to give you supernatural strength to do the hard stuff. Like if we if we go back to the cross analogy, like that cross literally was not light. That was not easy. But only through God's power was Jesus able to accomplish that? And so it's this backwards way of it being light and easy because it's only through his strength. And like an example of this in my life is, you know, there have been seasons where I have been in a ministry at church and I was so excited about it in the beginning and it felt very much like the right seat in the bus and I loved it. But at some point, because things shifted or I didn't have a full understanding of what it was or, you know, it was a growing season for me, whatever it was, I realized at some point, like, I don't actually think this aligns with my gifts. Like, this is exhausting me. I dread this. And, you know, I talk about dreading Connect Group. I dread going to church sometimes. Like, even though once I get to those places, I love them and God sh- shows up and blesses me and I, I everything I need and want. But this is different. It just, it drained me. It, it didn't give me any kind of life. And so I hit a point where I felt this obligation to stay there because I'm like, I want to be faithful. I feel like God put me in this role. It's, it's an honor. I want to be in leadership. I want all of these things. But it it was sucking the life out of me. And so I, I was resisting the voice of the Holy Spirit for a minute because I felt this obligation to just continue in it. But God took me on a journey and he helped me to see that it wasn't my burden to carry. And the cool thing is that it it wasn't in my gift mix. So the example I'm talking about is I was helping encourage these teams at church by creating like these uh, like goodie bags for them, or it didn't just have to be that, but it, it ended up being that a lot. And I am terrible at it, honestly. <laughs> like, I am not that like baking mom. I'm not the craft mom. I'm not that kind of person, even before I was a mom. And so it drained me. I even teamed up with someone that was awesome at it, but even like supporting her and helping her was, it was just death to me. But I didn't want to let it go. Because I felt like I, I needed that. I, I wanted the honor. I wanted the growth. I wanted to be faithful. 
but God showed me that it wasn't mine to carry. And so the cool thing is that there is someone that was meant to carry it. And I was able to pass it off to someone else that it is their gift, that they loved it. They got so much life out of it. It gave them a purpose and direction and fulfillment. And it was amazing. And so it was actually a gift to someone else when it was sucking the life out of me. But again, we have to lean into the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit told me when it was time to shift. And God just showed me the path out of that and and made it very clear to me that it was time to hand it back. Now, there was another time in serving in a different ministry at church that, again, when I began, I was super enthusiastic. I felt like it was very in line with my gifts and my passions and where God was calling me to, and I loved every minute of it. And then over the years, at some point, and I was there for a long time, but at some point, my it shifted. It started to feel more draining. It started to dread it more. I started to not want to do it. Okay. So the world would say, okay, as soon as you feel that, cut it out. It's done. That is not for you. But we're leaning into the Holy Spirit. And so while there was no one at at church telling me, you need to stay over this, you need, this is your responsibility. No one said that. I was looking for ways out. But God through a passage in scripture and through a few other ways, confirmed that it was where I needed to be at that moment. He was calling me there. So that would be picking up my cross. It's not always going to look pretty. It's not always going to be easy, but through his strength it is. And um, looking back now, I can see how God used me in that season and how he was equipping me in that season for the next season. Because now I'm in a different ministry and I'm loving it and it feels in line with my gifts, you know, go on and on. But I would not be where I am today without walking through that season and allowing God to refine me and work in me in that time. And so I share those two examples because it's not always black and white. We've got, that's why I just keep repeating the same thing. We've got to lean into the voice of the Holy Spirit because God is going to show you where to set these healthy boundaries. God is going to make it clear to you. And sometimes it looks like saying no to something and giving it up and someone else gets to get excited about it. And sometimes it means sticking it out, even though it's not as exciting right now. And that is okay. It doesn't always have to feel exciting. We've got to trust God's perfect timing and where he is guiding and leading us because he does not waste anything and he knows exactly where our feet need to be. Okay, and on that note of his burden being light and easy. Another thing that God would say is a boundary, a biblical boundary is to maintain your health. And this one can be more obvious. We've kind of already talked about this, but I just think it's worth mentioning again, because, you know, sometimes we can get too focused on serving and giving and dying to ourselves, which is all the things God calls us to, but not to neglect our health. So if we go to 1 Corinthians 6, 19, it says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own for you were bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. Wow. Like we are a temple for the Holy Spirit. Holy moly. Like if you go back to the Old Testament and read about what it looks like, all the specifications that God gave for his temples. Wow. Like God is calling us to excellence, to health, to purity, to beauty. So in all of this, like we are not meant to neglect ourselves physically, spiritually, or mentally. We have to have a healthy, well-kept temple for the Holy Spirit to live in. 
So this means sleeping. This means eating healthy and taking care of our body. This means exercising. This means rest, which we'll go to in a minute. This means doing your healing work and making sure your mind and your spirit are healthy. This means having your daily quiet time with God. You know, I could go on and on. We've talked about this, but I just want to add it in with all the other stuff because God values it just as much as the other things. And I share all this too, because, you know, the the voice of the Holy Spirit will never contradict the Bible. Like God speaks through the Bible and he can speak to us outside of it, but his voice will never contradict the Bible. And so if you feel like God is calling you to something that is making your health deteriorate or you aren't sleeping or you aren't, you know, able to really care for yourself and be strong and healthy, then that's that's probably not the voice of God because God calls us to have these healthy, strong temples doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. Like there, there might be a night that God calls you to stay up late or even a season. You know, I've heard, talked to people that for a season they were writing a book and so they would stay up until two in the morning every night because that was the only chance they got. But that's not long term what God is going to be calling you to. And on the note of rest, another God-given boundary that is not very common these days, even in the church, is this idea of Sabbath. So Sabbath is one of God's 10 commandments. Like when he told us the 10 rules to follow, taking a Sabbath was one of those. And, you know, I really have only learned about this from being at my church. And this is something that we really value at our church. I mean, because God values it, but we just so often miss it, I think, in our busy culture. But the idea of a Sabbath is to have one day of the week, every single week, where you don't do any kind of work, no paid work, no unpaid work, and you rest and you find ways to delight and reflect on God. And this is not easy. Like this takes forethought and planning and trying to figure out, you know, when are we going to go grocery shopping then? Or when are we going to clean the house? And, you know, with little kids too, it feels a little bit different because we can't just like abandon them. And sometimes being with them feels like work. But trying to find ways that you can, as a family, find delight together. Like, do you like going to the beach? Do you like going on a hike? Do you like going swimming? You know, what does it look like to spend this time delight? lighting together. And so really, if we're running in the the health that God is calling us to, we need to do this every single week, a full 24 hours. And it can be like half on Friday and half on Saturday. Like it doesn't, we don't have to get legalistic with it. But the idea is a full day to, to rest and to delight and to reflect on God's goodness. And I don't, if this is not countercultural, I don't know what is. So I think it's like God tells us to run hard, embrace pressure. Let's do this. Let's accomplish a mission. But to do this, this is how you're going to do it. You've got to take care of yourself. You've got to rest. So those are a few boundaries that God lays out in Scripture. And I just want to end by talking about serving others because I think this is where it can get backwards, too, is we're so focused on ourselves and our boundaries that we neglect to serve others and sacrifice for people. And God clearly calls us to sacrifice for people. Like biblical boundaries do not mean saying no to anything that is a sacrifice. Biblical boundaries sometimes mean pushing yourself to help someone. Biblical boundaries do not mean to only focus on yourself or only focus on your family. Biblical boundaries do not mean avoiding serving in a way that will cost you something. 
And God talks endlessly about serving others and letting our light shine and our good deeds before men. You know, there are so many examples in scripture, but the one that really stood out to me, it starts in Philippians 2, 3, and it just was so clear. Do nothing, nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourself. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Oh my gosh, is that not clear about what we are called to as Christ followers? We can't let our boundaries overrule this this commandment that God gives us. And even this image that we are always trying to follow the image of Jesus. And Jesus, God, who is God, humbled himself to the point of death, humbled himself and emptied himself out for people. We cannot let our boundaries keep us in our comfort zones. We cannot let our boundaries just make everything feel good all the time. That is not what we are called to. And this verse just keeps going on. It's so good. I encourage you to go and read it. This is Philippians 2, 3. And we're going to pick back up in verse 17. It's Paul talking. He says, Even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and I rejoice with you all. Even if I am to be poured out, I rejoice. Like we are called to be poured out and rejoice and praise God as we do it. That is why I felt we had to talk about this more in depth in the light of biblical truth. We need to be healthy. We need to say no to some things, but we have to also sacrifice for other people. That is our mission as Christ followers. God is calling us higher and that that will look like sacrifice. That will look like giving up our comfort. That will look different from the world. So make sure as you figure out what these healthy boundaries look like for you, make sure you are aligning them with what the Bible calls you to and make sure you are leaning into the voice of the Holy Spirit to determine where to set those boundaries. Let me just pray for you as we close. God, I thank you that you know what we need as humans, that you created us. You know how to make us thrive and you give us all of these amazing commandments and this example of Jesus that's going to show us how to live the best life, how to be all that you're calling us to. So God, I just pray that everyone, every mama that hears the sound of my voice, God, that you would just bless them with wisdom and guidance that you would open their ears to the voice of the Holy Spirit. God, you would speak loudly to them. Show them the way to walk, God, so that they could set healthy boundaries, so they could be a healthy mama, a healthy human, but they would also, as they are healthy, be on mission for you and go and change the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Love you, mama, and know that God is going to show you the way to walk. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. 
Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.